And we are back. The Steve Maraboli Podcast. Whispers <laughs> of Genius. Echoes of Madness. I love the title. And uh, it feels about right. So much positive feedback. Thank you so much, everybody who's listening. I really appreciate that you're listening. The feedback, the five-star ratings, we, the questions coming into SteveMaraboli.net, as well as on our social media channels. I really appreciate it. Steph, we're killing it. Chris, we're killing it. Killing, killing it. Loving it. Feeling good um, here in, in the Layover Media Studios. Layover Media. Powerful. <laughs> Looking good. What's been going on with you guys? Anything good? What I miss? Anything great? Killing social media. Uh, I see a lot of good feedback on Instagram. Great. Again, Facebook I don't really see, um, but I trust that it's amazing. I actually was thinking about it during my travels that I will down download Facebook. Ooh, and I will do on Facebook what I do on Instagram, which is read over you know as many of the comments as i can and and uh and jump in on conversations or at least i have this avenue now so like you've been doing stuff where you're looking through the comments and we're going to answer some of the questions that people may have any particular questions i'll do the same but what i think facebook has and this is what's important to me why i why i was more active on instagram for those of you who are on Instagram, check this out because I, I totally do this because it's so easy. Instagram, in the messages, when people write messages, not, not, not just when they comment. When they comment, it's great. But also, so if they write a comment that I want to answer, I can send them a message that's an audio message. Wow. Yeah, so you know me, it's so much easier. If I read, you know, uh, Susie in Maryland says, hey, Steve, how about this, that, or the other thing? And she asks a great question. Mm -hmm. I don't have to go to the messages and then type that out right with my book. thumb. Yeah. You know what I mean? Or or, or you can hear, you know, I, I speak, you know, my parents are Italian, Chilean, I'm Long Islander, New mm -hmm. Yorker, so I speak in a very animated way. Yes. And a lot of the messaging through my words also comes through my <laughs> delivery of said words, right? Yes. So when I write it out, sometimes it seems a little more serious or a little less um, analytical sometimes than I want it to. So the fact that I could press the record button and say, hey, Susie and Marilyn, thanks for your question. That's a great question. You know, it's much easier if you look at it this way or blah, blah, blah. And here's about emotional, here's the mm -hmm. thing about emotional self-defense. We all have that person, wah, wah, wah. You know, yeah. I can do that on a microphone, on, on a recording, but I, it's hard to type that out. Yeah, it is. Especially me who, I think I am somewhat OCD where I really police my own grammar mm -hmm. so if i can't figure out the proper punctuation or the grammar i switch the sentence and so uh, the sentence might be less powerful <laughs> than it would have been if i deliver it uh by word so uh that's a little just add that to the list of crazy shit about me but <laughs> it, it is helpful for me to communicate it that way so i think facebook will allow the same thing yes so that being the case then I'm more than happy to do the same with Facebook. So I will be downloading it. So for those of you who are just on Facebook, not on Instagram, I'm jumping in. Boom. <laughs> I am jumping in. But uh, I'll still keep the same, you know, that same relationship I have with social media, which is, you know, this is this is the part of me that shares the, mm -hmm. the behavioral science, bridging behavioral science with business and life hacks and 
entertainment or as Chris dies inside every time I say edutainment. <laughs> but it is true. It is there are people who are lecturers and there are people who are, you know, entertainers. Mm-hmm. I'm kind of in the middle. I'm kind of in the middle. Yeah. I'm not going to give that big goose bumpy performance with music and all that. That's just not me. For me, that's intellectual masturbation. It just is. Mm-hmm. You get all the goosebumps and all mm-hmm. that, but nothing's born of it. I like something to be, I want, I want you to have come and watched me talk, so I don't give a lot of public talks. I want you to come to one of my talks and really feel great, feel empowered, inspired, and, and, and fascinated at the end, not with me. You get nothing from being fascinated with me. I'd rather you be fascinated with yourself and the opportunities you have. I want something born of what I said. Mm-hmm. So I think that balance that I have of edutainment, uh, I will keep that on Facebook as well. I, I don't That's really great. keep it too personal. You'll never see pictures of me, you know, at a barbecue with my friends, at a barbecue with my family. That for me is is if you reference our previous shows, that to me is actually a, a decline. Uh, the, what social media has had in the decline of our of our uh, relationships. So, but as far as the people who are just on Facebook, not on Instagram. Um, I will be jumping in. So feel free to ask questions. Feel free to participate. For those of you on Twitter as well, ah, we're still figuring that bad boy out. <laughs> I'm still Twitter's trying to tough, figure man. out how to be just positive and just let it be positive. I mean, there's I post inspirational things, not nearly as active as we are on Instagram and, and Facebook, but starting to just put it out there anyway. Even though some people don't seem to like it, it doesn't seem to resonate with them. Uh, for me, it's... It's if, if, if put being positive, inspirational and throwing out these these business life and, and social philosophy ideas and uh, inspiring and empowering others. If that's wrong, Steph, I don't want to <laughs> be right. And so I think that we'll just probably keep less active on there, but still still post. Definitely. We're down to posting one thing a week. And for me, yeah. it's like, no, let me let me follow my own rules you know life always gives you the opportunity to practice what you Mm -hmm. preach let me follow my own rules on twitter and just be unapologetically me this is me the my twitter page has my name my face (laughs) like it's me so let me just be me and that's what i'm going to do so i'll continue with that the people who like it can like it and follow and the people who don't can unfollow that's that's fine you You have a great feed you won't ever you should keep your twitter just impressions it's just impressions. Oh no! <laughs> I just, I just do, uh, I just do memes. I should do it's uh, some of some of my when I give my talks. Some of it is just me making faces, and, oh, and yeah. the audience gets it. I am very expressive you're, with yeah, my you're face. Animated. You yeah, you, you definitely get it. Um, I want to talk today about, and I think we have a little bit of a shorter show today. We're probably just under an hour. So I wanted to make sure that we, we talk with, as I travel and as I, as I do connect with the news and that kind of stuff, you just see, I just see a lot of outdated ideas leading to outdated behaviors. And I think that it's so important, regardless of what you believe, I, I, I will continuously not try to... to impose my beliefs in one way. Again, I I mentioned this in a previous show. You're not going to sway anyone. And even if I did, let's say if it was a political thing, and even if I did sway you to why I'm XYZ 
of XYZ political mind. What I'm saying may be correct, but it may not be good for you. The, the, you know, it might be true for me, but not necessarily true for you. And, and maybe my political party wouldn't be beneficial to you, right. even though I'm not wrong about it being beneficial to me. Mm-hmm. You, you might. So it's, it's a lot of a lot of that. And if you actually look at the, the, the tragic brilliance of politics, mm-hmm. it is about tricking people into voting against what's best for them. <laughs> like it is it is in the masses. It really is. um getting people to argue over which poison they should drink. It's really wow. fascinating as far as behavioral science goes with the stuff that people vote for and they're duped for. Um, but I, so I try not to impose my political views because again, I could be right and you could be right. And that could be that, like there's no yeah. reason right, to argue. No. So, um, so, uh, but what I, what I do want to address is ideas and philosophies they have a shelf life. Okay. They just do. So they have to be kept fresh and renewed or they spoil. And we see that a lot of the arguments, a lot of social arguments we see in our country that we've seen over the past hundred years uh, that we see now around the world. A lot of the religious arguments we have, a lot of the who has rights and who doesn't have rights and who can get married and who can't get married and who can participate and who can't participate and who pays what and like... All of those things, a lot of times you will see that they are simply unattended, old-fashioned, outdated ideas, and that no new conversations are happening. And so what ends up, what I just said to you, like I could have my political views and you could have yours Mm -hmm. and we could both be right, like that's true. Yeah. And we could both be right in the sense that something might be right for you and something might be right for me, even though they're opposites. We could both be correct. But if you're, if you're arguing from a place of outdated ideas, that's where the poison starts. It's kind of like what you allow in your body physically, not just mentally. So let's, let's forget the outdated uh, shelf life has passed ideas. Uh, let's bring it to food. To food, you keep fresh food, right? You don't eat food that that's shelf life has passed because it'll make you sick. Yeah. It'll make you sick, right? Yeah. And you know this. Your body will reject it. Mm-hmm. Well, when society eats outdated ideas, outdated philosophies, when they consume that, society also gets sick and rejects it. It also throws up. It also goes number two. It, it does all those <laughs> things. And we see it play out as a social issue but it's really just society having a visceral reaction to a a shelf life consuming something whose shelf life has passed so we should be open to new ideas i i was i was rolling today i was rolling today at uh law mma doing a little jujitsu this morning and and uh you know it's therapy in so many ways that you have to you have to remember like life gives you the opportunity to to practice what you preach you got to get up that healthy life a healthy way of life isn't isn't uh it's about living a different way it's about not just about losing weight but losing the lifestyle and mindset that got you there right so you'll often get lured back into that lifestyle and mindset so on days like today even though it is freezing in new york so cool. i still say hey let me let me um 
uh, let me go out there and just let me let me get to, together get together with the guy Dennis, uh, another uh, jujitsu blue belt, and we just strangled each other for for an hour and did a little workout before. So we ended up getting a good workout, good conversation with Ray. The great Jenny Nadell was there. Awesome. Who is coming uh, off a win? Coming off a huge win. Uh, you want to talk about the the epitome of of heart and mind of a champion? I love Jenny. There's there's just we clicked from the day we met, and she helped me lose not so not only so much weight, but she helped me get there in a in a safe, healthy manner, mm-hmm. and we bonded from there and. And uh, ever since we we laugh and talk and <laughs> she she's a family to me. So it was great to see her after her big win in New York City, uh, just beating people half her age, professionals yeah. half her age, and doing it with style and elegance. She's just so good, it's it, it's crazy. But um, so got in a good workout today and was talking with with Dennis. Shout out to Dennis. Thank you for uh, beating me up for an hour. <laughs> um, he. He was saying, you know, I'm like you. He's in the in the medical world. He said, you know, I'm I'm like you. I welcome new information. Like I want to. I'm excited when I'm wrong about something because I get to learn something new, and I feel that way. And in a lot of ways, you've heard me say, jujitsu makes me feel that way. Yeah. There was a a great thing to to fall in love with jujitsu in that way because you are always learning. There there are masters in jujitsu mm-hmm. who are learning. So it's it's something that you are forever learning, always being introduced to new mechanisms and everything else. So it's 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 great for nerds like me. But like Dennis was saying, I welcome that. So outdated ideas, which I'm sure I'll have yeah. and will continue to have, <laughs> but I welcome the new information to say, hey, when I was younger, I would argue politics and I would argue beliefs and my beliefs what? and this is the way it works. And now you just kind of let it go. You throw those things there. Um, when when people would talk to me about law of attraction and mm-hmm. that kind of stuff, I just say this is this is this scenario, this scenario, this scenario. Yeah. And and this is what's happening in your brain. This is why that kind of information gets through without the filter. Mm-hmm. And I, you put it in different scenarios. I don't argue it. I say mine. They say theirs. But I also know at the same time that if you believe. If you believe that, let's say that the the magic crystal from the Brazilian Amazon helps you, it helps you. Right. Now I could argue, no, it doesn't. Right. Yeah. Because <laughs> I could say, no, it doesn't. It's, yeah. <laughs> but but it's the belief that it helps them that helps them. We're both right. And so I used to want to argue that. And say, hey, it's not. It doesn't help you. It's your belief that it helps you that helps you. It's kind of like, oh, Jesus in the New Testament. You're familiar with the New Testament, so Jesus walking around doing all these miracles. And one of the stories, this woman, she doesn't even like. She, he doesn't see her, but she's she catches up. But she's been sick mm-hmm. her whole life with an issue of blood. She, she, he walks by her, and she just touches his cloak. Right? She just touches his cloak, and she's better. Ta da! Right? So <laughs> she she then falls to her knees. Thank you so much. And he's like, dude, get up! You're causing a scene. Mm-hmm. Right? So so he says to her, what he says to her is, uh, it's not me who heals you. It is your belief that I heal you that heals you. And so even then, it's he, he's not arguing. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> he's putting it out there. But 
I would want to argue that and say, yeah. oh, no, you can't. But Me now too. it's like, hey, I listen. I, I'm glad that it's that. I'm glad that you think that's that's good. I would love for you to be empowered enough to think it's not the magic crystal from the Amazon. I would love for you to be empowered enough to that so, so that when you don't have it with you, you don't feel any less powerful, less fortunate. It's my thing with the, with the full moon. Mm-hmm. People argue that with me. I'm like, hey, yeah. that's not an argument. Like, it's always full. No yeah. human on earth has ever experienced anything <laughs> other than a full moon. Now, we see the different lights based on the perspective, on our perspective, based on where the sun is. But the moon's always been full. I'm not doing that to be a dick. Like, I'm sharing it because <laughs> I want you to know that, no, next, the, the 15th of next month, is the moon's over here and it's a great time for you to forgive. No, man. Yes, that's a great time for you to forgive. But also today, <laughs> also today is a great time for you to forgive. So it's me, even though it's it may sound like I, I, I want to conquer these kind of ideas, I don't. I just want you to be aware that you're always strong. You always have the power to, mm-hmm. to, to, to shape your life, that you always have this. And, and so recognizing those outdated ideas, because until I realized that moon thing, I thought the same thing. Yeah. Oh, it's a full moon. People are great. <laughs> and then, then you realize, oh, wait, there's no statistic no, that right. backs that. There's just people who say there's statistics that back that. Oh, the energy is different. But just find me. I'll find a, a, a million it? websites that say the energy is different and that say things like uh, collegiate studies report <laughs> that. But find one of those studies. Yeah. Like you won't. And it's just, you know, and, and that's great. If it helps people, that's great. But at the same time, if they're finding that it's not helping, but it's because it wasn't anyway. It, it, it's it's your belief that it was helping that helps you. And it's your belief that it wasn't helping that doesn't help you. Like, just recognize that your power is there. So for me, these outdated ideas are causing more damage because outdated ideas inevitably lead to outdated behaviors. And you watch it shape. You watch it shape in government. You watch it shape... Uh, internationally, uh, you just watch it shape. It, it, conversations that are being had, let's say, in some some less evolved parts of the planet, where where you know women still are fighting for what our women got, uh, well, legally got a hundred years ago. Uh, they're still fighting for it, and 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 you know what's holding them back? You know what the laws are holding them back? It's just outdated ideas and outdated. It's it outdated ideas are are sometimes dressed up in in tuxedo and you call them a tradition. <laughs> they they comb their hair nice. They put a little tuxedo on and say, "Oh, this is an outdated idea. It's a tradition." It's outdated idea for the women, but the men they they can go out on Sundays or they can well, do that's, things. They, yeah, don't it ruin it. For them. Don't ruin it. <laughs> not for the women. Yeah. The women still have to. Yeah, they still have. That's to. not cool. <laughs> no. Well, of course not. But that's. Again, how come that I, the ideas I, update we, for the men? Right, no, because for women it's tradition, <laughs> <laughs> and that and that's the thing. So it's like those type of uh, outdated ideas that yeah. lead to, and and we haven't shaken them all. We, there are so many outdated ideas that we still have to this day. Um, watching, uh, I was watching a uh, Netflix uh, documentary about this family who. You know, their kid was abducted, but the guy like seduced <laughs> the mom, the dad, and yeah. took the kid. And they like, they still didn't want to make waves, yeah. even yeah, though their kid crazy, was crazy. It's crazy, but it's it's crazy and sad at the same time because their dedication to their religious beliefs kind of opened the door to this. 
And when the girl who was abducted and raped as a young uh, teenager, and, and actually abducted young. twice. Uh, yeah, but the first time she was abducted and being raped under this premise that uh, she was a special send of the universe, created half half woman, half God, uh, half aliens, a celestial being um, with a sole purpose of uh, procreating and, and, and saving the world. And, and so not very far off from the religion her her family were deeply in. So, yeah. you know, the, the the idea that it's just slightly 1% different between that crazy story and the religion your family's been following for their whole lives, yeah. that opens the door for this stuff. And, she, and what mm -hmm. she said, and in not so many words, she said, I finally got a little older and I was able to step back and get different perspective. What she's saying is, I realize these ideas are outdated. And that's where she was saying, I had a different perspective. Perspective's everything, man. Your, uh, uh, your agreement with reality defines your life. Perspective is everything. And it's, and it's a really, really powerful thing to understand that we don't control events, but we control the labels we place on events. And then when it, when it comes to outdated ideas, what we have to do is when we have new information, don't reject it, don't fight it process it is it true is it, what's the perspective on this is this true is this true for me can i update my information and if so then you let go of the old information it's nothing against you it's it's so weird in politics it's like 20 years ago you said this and now you say this and that's and, like a bad thing and it's like yo you flip flop yeah. it's like no man that i was, was Mitt Romney. i was like 30 and now mm -hmm. i'm 50 something right. or i was 20 and now i'm 40 something of course i think differently are you It'd kidding it would be terrible if you didn't it would be terrible yeah. everywhere else if you didn't but for some reason in politics they that's a flip flop or you change or you you're not you're not stable in your in your resolve and it's like wait a second no i was i couldn't even rent a car at the time i thought that and now i'm a parent of five kids you know it, it's right. of course my life's different and my thoughts are different so it's it's an interesting thing to have and the reason i point that out is because those things happen publicly and when they happen publicly it sneaks into our subconscious that it's not the greatest thing in the world to let in new information and change our opinions but i'm here to tell you that it's okay it's okay. We are evolving. We are change. We are refining, improving, or enhancing. And it's okay to change your mind. It's okay to update information. It's okay to, to, we have so many new truths and new ideas and, and new discoveries that it's okay to, to allow some of them in, allow some of them to permeate your life and, and to make adjustments. That's just, that, that's just what evolving is that's just what it is so uh i like i like the idea of that having conversations about that kind of stuff for me is fun and listening to to people having conversations about that for me is fun what yeah, you got Steph? i just wanted to get that off my chest because my travels and a lot of the the things that i read uh, a lot of people who write hey i never thought of it that way mm -hmm. or hey i never looked at it or hey uh um uh, my family doesn't think like this and it causes problems. And, and you start seeing that, that the, the war we're often in internally and externally is one of information and, and maturation and, and letting ideas, old ideas die, giving mm -hmm. them the funeral and allow them to, to die. Hey, remember when we used to think this? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do. And that was silly. And now we don't. Yeah. And that's okay too. 
Like it's okay that we thought that, right. and now it's okay that we don't. Like we we know so much more. Like we just know so much yeah. more. And, and you might just be in a totally different circumstance too. So it, it's listen it's, when when I was when I was uh, when I the first book the blue book um, life the truth and being free and I started writing about people's perspective and it becoming their reality. And, and I said, and I still say to this day, your agreement with reality defines your life. I also know that in then I'd say, it's not your eyes don't see, they collect data, and your brain tells you what you see based on your agreement with reality. I also know that in cognitive sciences, that, that's known as now as the confirmation bias. Wasn't known as that then, mm -hmm. but it's known as that now. So I use that now. Don't cry. I was oh man, I'm outdated. No, that's beautiful. We have right. more, more power lending to this idea of perspective. So you could talk about confirmation bias. You can talk about the egocentric paradigm, how the story you're telling yourself is your life. That is it. I'm fascinated by that. I don't get mad that it turns out it's not this and that and these past presence and energies. No, it's a confirmation bias and they could turn it on and off. It's okay that we know that. When you go in for surgery, so Chris is a story you're telling yourself, right? So your whole life is based on the story Chris is telling yourself. And as you get older and you see things differently, you start seeing life differently, right? And that's just how that goes. So much so that if you go in for surgery, a serious surgery, and they put you under anesthesia, right? What do they do? Do they numb your arm? Do they numb your leg? No, they do none of that. They give you this little gas thing. <laughs> And they just turn Chris off for a minute. So they don't do anything with the pain receptors. They turn off the dude receiving the pain. Wow. Yeah, that's crazy. That's how that's powerful nuts. that is. That's nuts. That's how powerful that is. So I love that shit. Why would that hurt? Because at, at 20, I knew none of that. I knew that you're agreeing with reality to find your life. That's the way I described it. it. There's so much more information about that now. Why would I? I love that. Wow. And so for me, that's fascinating. That tells me one, wow. Two, mm -hmm. wow. Because <laughs> what does that mean about your life? That tells me how powerful that is. And then you start looking back. So when you look back, the reason conspiracy theories and all that stuff happen is something called a, a retroactive continuity. So you look back and you start piecing all those mm -hmm. things. It's like backwards cognitive bias, right? right. So it's like uh, you start looking back and say, oh, well, that's why this, 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 and you start piecing oh. things together. So one of the things I piece together from that is that makes sense when you're a kid and you fall and scrape your knee and you keep playing and then like you have an itchy knee or something, you scratch it and you realize you're bleeding and then that's the <laughs> moment your knee starts hurting. Yeah. It didn't hurt until you saw it bleeding and then it starts hurting oh. because you just became aware and it became a part of your story that your knee's bleeding. And then, of course, pain comes with that. And you became aware of the pain that comes with that. And that becomes a part of your story. How much of life is that? It's amazing. And so, it, it, again, you go back, the cognitive, mm -hmm. the retroactive continuity. I go back to when I would work in the, the, uh, the VA center with the old dying veterans, or when you go to a, a uh, senior citizen center with people who, who are dealing with brain degradation of some sort, some sort of dementia or Alzheimer's mm -hmm. or something like that, and you start realizing, here they had their family. Love them like you love mm -hmm. your kids with every soul, every bit of your spirit, soul, cell, everything mm -hmm. you have. And then one day, that story turns off. And now you don't love them, you don't hate them, you nothing them. You you 
You have no connection to yeah. them at all. And that to me is so powerful. What changed? You look at the person, they look the same. What changed? Their story. They're agreeing with reality. For whatever reason, you wake up, Chris, every day. It's called the persistence of self. They're not sure why. They just know it happens every day unless you have one of those issues. I find that fascinating, number one. And number two, holy shit. I have to now pay attention to what the story is. Yeah. And I get to change it by allowing new information. Imagine I allowed my parents' information in. Mm-hmm. Oh, well, you just you go to you go to work, you're nine to five, you'd be a good worker, you'd be yeah. a good worker, B, and maybe the, the boss will pat you on the back. <laughs> maybe they'll give you a little bonus. Maybe they'll let you they'll let you take a, an afternoon off every now and then. And 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 you just you just I allowed new information. No, no, there's no limit here. There's no limit here. I can keep going. It can keep going. And some of the things I did I didn't know were impossible. Thank God I didn't know yeah. they were impossible stuff. Had I know, known all the people telling me how impossible it was, I might have mm-hmm. believed that and not done it. Anyways, the point I'm trying to make that I started <laughs> a long time ago, almost 30 minutes ago, and I was like, oh, excuse me, I got one thing to say um, that I really wanted to hit that home. Just the people I talked to this week and, and the messages I read, I wanted to tell them that they are under no obligation today to think what they thought yesterday. Or to be who they were yesterday. You can change in any positive or negative, but hopefully positive way to refine, improve, and enhance your life. You want to be a better parent, mm-hmm. student, sibling, son, daughter, whatever it is, you can do that. You can make those changes. A better person in general, you can make those changes. Don't let anyone put you in that box. And most importantly, don't you do that to yourself. Uh, it's, it's just your agreement with reality defines your life. Allow new information and stop being sick, sick physically, emotionally, and culturally from outdated information that has passed its shelf life. What you got, Steph? Nice. Oh, I love that. All right. So I have have feedback here for you. Uh, Let's see here. All right. So Carly from Louisiana from louisiana she writes hi steve i love all your posts and how you put in pictures of you before and after workouts what diet are you on there are so many out there i end up just getting frustrated because i'm starving and eat anything i can get my hands on and then my diet is ruined again i love seeing your journey and thanks again for this great podcast perspective carly was it yes hey carly first of all you 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 perspective is what matters perspective is is what matters i think one of the big things for me was i stopped the diet idea i i i stopped that diet idea i didn't want to run from so people are usually either running from something or running towards something right Mm -hmm. so i started running from being overweight and feeling crappy and i just started running towards being healthy so like what does that mean? It means what I tell everybody, Carly, what I would I would tell I did the same thing you're doing, Carly. So the reason I'm telling you this is out of out of experience. So uh I was, oh I gotta cut this out. They mm-hmm. say cut all out this out. And I'm out. and you know what I was doing, Carly? I was starving. And anytime I was anywhere near pizza or a Sara Lee pound cake, 
there was going to be a problem because I was starving and I was miserable and I, it was just, it wasn't right for me. So like I tell people with their financial goals or mm -hmm. their business goals, it's little increments, just little increments. Don't, don't, uh, don't try to lose 50 pounds. Just manage life, your lifestyle, the slight adjustments of losing one pound. And when you have that down, you do that 50 times. And breaking it down that way was super helpful. So Carly, what I did was just made an adjustment. So I started slow. I was, I was at like three, again, keeping in mind, I eat out three meals a day. 100% of everything I eat is out. So I had to make the adjustment of, of uh, okay, how about don't eat three slices of pizza in <laughs> one sitting, dude? How about that? And every single time I'm like, oh, I feel like crap. Well, then stop that. But- it's a behavior, Carly. So it's not easy. It's easy to say, not easy to do. So you have to make the adjustment. So I made an adjustment and walked away after two slices, Carly. I know it sounds so silly, but some people are, are, are maybe stronger emotionally mm -hmm. than I am. I'm not. <laughs> I, that was enough to cut out one slice. And then I did it again for the other slice, and I started increasing my exercise some. Mm -hmm. So now because my knees started hurting a little less because I was carrying a little less weight. And I started making those little adjustments. And then I said, oh, you know, I did read that bread's really a, 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 a tough thing. So mm -hmm. but pizza's like almost all bread. And, yeah. and so I, I started making these adjustments, these little adjustments. Hey, there's a, there's a cauliflower pizza. Hey, mm -hmm. there's a, and you start making these adjustments and it, and it started working. Then I started training, being a little exercise. Uh, I was accountable to Jenny, let's say, yeah, um, who who I would go train with a little bit, and I know a lot of people don't have that opportunity, so just know that I was doing exercise, I was exercising and watching what I eat, slow adjustments. I did not go from eating everything I want and not exercising to eating a very strict diet and training like Rocky Balboa. It did not happen that way. Anyone that tells you it's going to happen that way. You'll lose a lot of weight and you're going to gain more back like they do on that TV show. Yeah. The TV show, I don't think Biggest we should name it. Yeah. Uh, too late. I th what, what's it called? Biggest Loser. So I read in those type of shows that they lose a lot of weight and it's great for the camera. But most of those people gain that and more back. And they also get a little healthy dose of depression mm -hmm. because yeah. they can, they'll look at themselves as fraud and stuff like that. And I think those shows do a tremendous disservice to people. But- Make these slight adjustments. You spent 20, 30, 40, 50 years building these habits that got you to where you are. Give yourself a little time. Give yourself six weeks to six-pack abs, <laughs> and all those shows are great. And maybe you'll make it because they give you that finish line. It's mm -hmm. a little trick they play on you. They give you that finish line, and maybe you'll make it. But it's the, it's the day after that. It's the day after they go away, and you're not a part of their mm -hmm. program anymore. It's the day after that you have to deal with these new behaviors that you're not emotionally or psychologically ready for. So, Carly, my point is make small adjustments. I'm not on any particular diet. I know what makes me feel good. I know what doesn't make me feel good. I avoid the things that don't make me feel good, and I embrace the things that do. I know what feels like a brick in my stomach after mm -hmm. I eat it, and I do after failing a few times, I finally cut it out. And like I, I joke on our social media, I don't like to make a mistake once or twice. I like <laughs> to make it five or six times just to be sure. <laughs> so with with uh, adjusting my food, it isn't immune to, to my practices of that. So 
just just take it nice and easy. Love yourself enough to forgive yourself for getting to the physical place where you are, like I did. You're beautiful, you're worthy, and all of those things are true. Nothing changes. You just want to feel better. And when you feel better, that shit radiates from the inside mm-hmm. out. I'm telling you, I lost like one or two pounds. Mm-hmm. My body didn't change at all. But I felt like yeah. I was the <laughs> sexiest thing on earth because you just feel better because you're yeah. healthier. And eventually, like I told you, Chris, eventually you end up feeling good for so long because you do build good habits mm-hmm that you didn't realize how crappy you felt until you feel good. Yeah. yeah. Like you don't, I, I never, I was like, yeah, I guess I feel fine. I'm just getting a little old, you know, so your body mm-hmm. starts hurting. No, it's that you're carrying 50 more pounds than you should be. You're not getting any taller, but you're expanding. <laughs> so that's not, you're not meant for that. And so, um, no, I, I definitely, Carly, over the course of the version of me you see now uh, is probably two and a half, three years into adjusted lifestyle and so i spent a good five or six years out of that so i spent i was pretty fit in the military obviously afterwards i kind of maintained some of that and about five or six years in between uh somewhere in my 30s like early 30s till probably till towards late 30s uh is when i really um i just expanded like and and my family carly it's really funny my family isn't a big family so I didn't expand like you know how most people get like they they expand in arms legs everywhere hands face <laughs> not me I was like I still had little skinny little legs skinny little <laughs> arms and I looked like I was nine months pregnant and then my face was also pregnant but that was it it was like my face and my stomach were the only things that gained weight and my arms and legs so I looked ridiculous but Carly I didn't have another thing I didn't have the kind of people around me that were like, bro, you look ridiculous. When's the raccoon? When are the raccoons do? Like when, you know, like no one said anything mm-hmm. like that to me. Everyone's just kissing my ass. And so uh, I, it, I had to change everything. Carly. Yeah. I, had to cha- I had to flip the whole table. So I had to change everything. And several years now into, into a healthier back to me, me. And, um, and it feels great. And I appreciate the compliment. And I think that, that, we post those. I was initially against it, but you two thought that they would be good because I, I appreciate that you guys thought you guys see the behind the scenes of how much work actually goes into this yeah. as far as decisions. I get Carly, I get invited to the coolest places on earth and everywhere I go, people want to impress me. Mm-hmm. So they want to bring me to their best restaurants yeah. with their best foods. And, and I got to make some tough decisions sometimes. And and you two see and the people around me see how much effort I put in. And um, I don't have a lot of free time. But when I do, I do things like I did today and go let uh, go train and let people uh, fight with me and do whatever I got to do to sweat. And so, uh, Carly, it's a lifestyle change. Give yourself permission to take it nice and slow. And by doing that, not only will you feel healthy, not only will it radiate from the inside, not only will you feel and look sexy as fook, Carly, <laughs> Uh, but you'll be able to maintain it, which is which is what we want. A healthy you, a radiant you, mm-hmm. and, and, and a you that's going to inspire the people around you. Yeah. I think that that's what we want. So thank you, Carly. Big hugs from freezing New York. <laughs> Good luck, Carly. You got this. Um, all right. So. Did she just Did go just into go an British? accent? 
Where's that? British. What happened? No. Hold on a second. You can't just drop <laughs> you just, that. You can't just not. go British. Yeah. She's from she Utah. Oh, right? <laughs> Couldn't oh. be further. <laughs> she, you're actually. All right, go ahead. I'm I, sorry. I'm sorry. I know we're running out of time. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. All right. So. We'll take note, Chris. This is coming back. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Janet from Cincinnati. She writes Hey, Steve. How do you deal with haters? How do I get to the point of not allowing others' opinions have an effect on my day? Thanks for the inspiration, Janet, Cincinnati. Janet. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> Janet from Cincinnati. So, hey, Janet. Um, Is that tea? Can you just bring out tea and crumpets? <laughs> okay, put the tea down. Okay, let me bring right. back someone you're all familiar with. What's with... <laughs> What's with all the hater? So I, you know what? It's at some point you realize, Janet, that you'll never meet a hater who's doing better than you. Mm. You'll never meet one that that's doing what you want to be doing and doing it better. It's just not that way. Haters are trying to pull you down, and all that shows you is that they're already down there. Um, let your work inspire them, and if it, they're inspired through hate, remember I told you. That some people are either running from something or running to something. It's it's the running froms that try to pull you with them. Uh, some people will be inspired by what you do, Janet, and and uh, and good. Let them be inspired. Some people will hate you, and that's fine. I mean, I, I eventually I want to tell you that I've never cared, but that's not true. I just eventually again remember updated information. I changed my perspective on it. I just I just realized that listen. So great people have had haters. Jesus, I brought up Jesus before. Jesus tried to convince 12 people and couldn't do it. Couldn't one of them, he had, had 12 <laughs> followers and one of them unfollowed. Like it was, he couldn't do it. And, and that's Jesus. And he had famously haters, obviously. <laughs> yeah. Gandhi, famously right. haters. Mother Teresa, famously haters. Mm -hmm. Martin Luther King, famously haters. It's yeah. like, all right, listen, haters are a thing. Great people encounter resistance. And that's mm -hmm. just how that goes. And it's a, it's, it's a part of physics. We can get into physics. We are atoms and molecules and motions. And when you are in motion and not one of these stagnant zombies, when you are in motion, how do they measure motion? With resistance. And that's what you do. And so the fact that, that you have resistance that we call haters is just proof that you're in motion and that they have noticed you will never have a hater who's doing better than you. Keep on with your badass self, Janet, and the haters will hate. You just keep being you. Whew. Good luck, Janet. Okay, so, well, <laughs> what? <laughs> Nothing. I was looking at Chris. Nothing to do with you. Where were we? I was. Guys, I was... What... okay. <laughs> All right, Janet. <laughs> okay, so. You got, okay, well, speaking of haters, I just want to kind of bring this up. You you got a response on one of your posts. Uh-huh. Um, and I'm not going to say their name. Okay. Um, What'd they say? They said, all right, they said, for many, it has not worked. It depends on it what. It being my, my posts, my work, my thoughts, my hair. I'm I'm really not sure because my hair what they works. were responding to. Well, I'm not sure wow. why. All right, go ahead. So, okay. uh, it depends on what income class you are talking to. I've some marriage breakups because the woman woke up and went sl 
went sleep reading your stuff and started to believe their family was at fault when the marriage was strong as a rock. We're told to stay off your page for a week because it was like a drug habit. You need you needed it, but once she got off <clears throat> of your page, her beautiful mind came back, living, not blaming anyone, and she's back to being a loving mother wife and heard it from other people. Sorry, that was kind of hard to can get to. I do but say you're welcome? <laughs> um, no, it, it's so did did they write it that way or is they that did. Just, they right. did. They did. So they wrote that here's way. The thing. Sorry. Here's Sorry. the thing. So what what he's basically saying is that he had a perfect marriage until his wife was reading our social media stuff and started to believe that maybe the marriage wasn't perfect. But then when she got off our mm -hmm. social media stuff, it went back to being perfect. Her beautiful mind went back to living. I love it. Well, I'm so happy <laughs> that she is back to making you happy. <laughs> but definitely, we're talking about outdated ideas. This is why we got to keep them women's away from books. Yeah. Because then they start having ideas. Right. I respectfully, sir... I am not confident that your marriage was 100% okay until she read one of my quotes. <laughs> that probably so, I posted. Uh, our, yeah, well, because you find balance in it. So we yeah. balance the, the social media. We, we keep positive. We keep insightful. Mm -hmm. We keep, you know, some of them that, because that, again, these are all things I remind myself and my own experiences. So some of them is, is up and happy and mm -hmm. other things are times that I was bleeding on paper and we make sure that there's a balance on there. So it's not what you look at. It's what you see. If those are the things she noticed on the page, then it's something that was true for her, sir. So what happens is this is like seeds. So the reason we just sprinkle them out there, the seeds, seeds of empowerment, of inspiration, of perspective, seeds of people, maybe they don't see what's there until you play. And I was like, oh man, that's that's me. Some people uh, don't see it. So what we do is we, we sow these seeds and when they land on fertile soil, something grows. Mm. Sir, if she saw something that awakened something within her, it's because those seeds fell on fertile soil and perhaps disqualifying her feelings as something she's reading and just stop reading that, ignore it, and go back to being good, I guarantee she's probably not feeling better, um, but there's something there. And, and that's actually pretty sad because, again, that's that outdated things. It's like, well, you, you give them women those books and they start having these ideas that they can be more <laughs> or that, that relationships could be healthier. Yeah. And, you know, that kind of, that, that statement kind of says it, but... Again, that's it's not what you look at; it's what you see. It's um, you know, if if that's something she identified, I mean, that's that's how people get out of things. It's 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 sometimes they're so stuck in the craziness that they're in that it's when somebody does offer a perspective. When I say things like, "Never again will I justify the scars because I love the person mm -hmm. holding a knife," yeah, because I felt that shit. I allowed so much shit because I loved the person holding the knife. I was at a point where, and, and of course I'm being metaphoric here, but uh, you get to the point where not only are they stabbing you in the front and in the back, you're bleeding all over them and you're apologizing for bleeding on them. Oh, sorry, I got my blood on you when you stabbed me in the front and the back. It was sick. So I write stuff like that. And you know what? People who are in that situation who don't have anyone to tell, 
who maybe not even realize it, they read that, and again, it lands in fertile soil, and yeah. they're like, shit, that's me, man. I'm like this. I'm shaky. Mm-hmm. Anytime this person's around, when they call me, I get an instant anxiety mm-hmm. attack. Those type of things. It's not coming out because you read my words. It's because... It's because you say something like everything was fine until she read a quote. And then as soon as she stopped reading that, she was fine again. Yeah, here's the thing. Nope. And I know, Steph, that drives you especially crazy from the the, the <laughs> I, I don't want to be disrespectful, but the, the, the life you came from in, in Utah, I, I know that we, we'll save it for a, a different show yeah. when we have time to give that the respect that it deserves. But you, you can identify with with uh, probably both this woman <laughs> and being in this situation yeah. that 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 these type those type of things that until you mm-hmm. read something outside you realize number one now you know why you came from a, a from a dogmatic kind of philosophy that they actually went out of their way to tell you not to read things on the right. outside because yeah. then your little mind gets some mm-hmm. ideas and to keep you stuck in their mental and emotional prison yeah. they teach you not to say things outside and and uh that's i guess maybe that's why mm-hmm. that makes me a little sad to see this because i've it seen is. it all over the world and yeah. this guy this is like a, a this girl's in a prison this woman's in a prison easy. you're the warden easy and you're easy. the warden we, we don't we're attacking our fans <laughs> well, well he's not a fan for sure but he's not a fan but she is but and and she bit. uh in case you're sneaking in case you're sneaking <laughs> yourself a little <laughs> inspiration <laughs> Uh, just know that we feel you and we're yeah. sending you big hugs and, and, uh, and yeah, it's, it's, this is what I started with the outdated information and I'm glad mm-hmm. that you, that you said this and, and, uh, unfortunately that's, that's going to be true. And again, yeah. you just have to keep doing what you do. We keep posting this stuff and the, there's going to be people who are inspired. But last year we had hundreds of thousands of comments, hundreds yeah. of thousands of emails have said, thank you so much. Mm-hmm. Your your words changed my life. And these are people I never meet. I yeah. only meet them through the stuff you post, yeah. the stuff that, that you guys feel is, is important to go out there, mixed in with a couple of pictures of me here and there from, from modern day things mm-hmm. that we're doing. But but uh, we keep doing it, and this shows that there's that there's an impact, and, and, and I... I like that, even though this guy uh, seems a little closed-minded and tried to shut it down right away. Yeah. Notice at no point in time we're like, we talked to her to see how we can make <laughs> her happy. We went through, what are the things, what exactly about his words yeah. triggered you? How does it make you feel? Mm-hmm. Nah, cut no. off his page. Words are bad. Stop reading that. Thoughts are bad. Yeah. Go go back to being what you were. She, oh, how many times. Go you, back to being what you were. He thinks she oh, went back. That's annoying. That's you it. Can't. A mind, what, who yes. said it? Einstein says, I'm like a mind stretched with a new idea. It never goes back. It never it goes back. Just flipping tables. Just. I'm not just here for the victories, Chris. I'm here for the scars, sir. Wow. All right. What else we got left? I'm, we're talking. This is going way, way longer than we we have. A uh, Ray Longo coming in for our MMA and Beyond podcast. All right. So, so yeah. it's time for what is it? What for most you to go British again? Please. Oh, what most people don't know? Oh, I'm most on. I'm people on don't Hold know. On. What? Hold on. What what most people don't know. That's horrible. That that, 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 that sounded almost sound like that yeah, that little, like what yeah, that sounded little, a little creepy. Little that, creepy. That, that now was, you like, can't leave. <laughs> now now, now can't. yeah, the the a Bronx tale. Bronx now you just can't leave. All right, so let's do a, what most people don't know. 
Most people have heard the phrase, breakfast is the most important meal of the day. But what most people don't know is that that phrase in 1944 was a marketing campaign launched by General Foods, the manufacturer of grape nuts, to sell more cereal. Ads like these were key to the rise of cereal, a product launched by men like John Harvey Kellogg, a deeply religious doctor who believed that cereal would both improve Americans' health and keep, keep, is this real? keep them from masturbating and desiring sex. So wait, it's real. Who, who did, who did, Steph, you got this one? So, so he believed that having breakfast in the morning would improve Americans' health and keep them from mass. So you masturbate on an empty stomach? Which would explain the f the intermittent fasting phenomenon. <laughs> when oh you're God. hungry, you masturbate and desire sex. Intermittent fasting <laughs> phenomenon. Wow. Okay, can I continue yes, this, Steph, yes, before yes, you keep bringing up intermittent <laughs> fasting? All right, so before cereal in the 1800s, America... What is this? In mid-1800s America. Okay, before cereal, in mid-1800s America, breakfast was not at all different from other meals. Middle and upper-class Americans ate eggs, pastries, and pancakes, but also oysters, boiled chickens, and beefsteaks. The rise of cereal established breakfast as a meal with distinct foods and created the model of processed, ready-to-eat breakfast still that still largely reigns. And it all depended uh, depended on an advertising that suggested that breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Wow! You know you want to say now you know, and now uh, you know. Can, can do it in British though. Do it in British. So listen, <laughs> let me. Can I do one more? Yes. Can yes. I do one more? Yep. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> can I do one more? What most people don't know, most people know the cultural icon Betty Crocker and her famous recipes. In the 1940s, Betty Crocker was voted the second best-known woman in America, second only to Eleanor Roosevelt. But what most people don't know is that Betty Crocker never existed. She is a brand name and trademark of Fortune 500 company General Mills. She got her last name in honor of a former company director, and they added the name Betty because they thought recipes should come from a woman with a friendly and familiar sounding name. Oh, wow, Betty. Yeah. <laughs> you know Betty makes yeah. a killer cake. Yeah, of course Anyone she does. Anyone named Betty. Does she make, of course. Does, does Betty Crocker, does she make that really great brownies, like the Well, we just learned brownies? that she's not real. Well, she's not real. So she made <laughs> well, nothing. She made Apparently, nothing. <laughs> what happened? Wait, what else do we got? Because I, I know I know we're gonna be we're gonna run out of time. So I wanna make sure we help everyone can help. Hey, Facebook author Steve Maraboli, Instagram, Steve Maraboli, Twitter, Steve Maraboli, our our uh, website is stevemaraboli.net. And uh, again, I'm I'm downloading Facebook, so on author Steve Maraboli page there, I'll be participating. I already participate in uh in on Instagram. Pretty active on Instagram actually in, in my uh direct messages. Great. And just and, make sure and, it's the verified. And make sure it's the verified, right. Make sure it's the blue verified. If not, it ain't me. Yeah. It's not. It's, it's not even close because we get, no. I get like <laughs> people who write, like, to me, yeah. who write to me, they're like, hey, are you doing a show XYZ? No, I'm not doing any. I don't do a lot of public talks. Oh, because somebody's selling me tickets to your show in England. I'm like, well, you're going somewhere in England, but it's not to yeah. my show. 
if you do see if you do see an imposter like that, just, just report the page, report the and page you can tell and me, and I'll report the page too. Mm-hmm. We get them taken down pretty quickly, but they pop up three or four a day. There's a I ton get. of them. There's so yeah. many of them, and they used like my pictures and my profile picture and the way that we, you know, our yeah. profile but description. Their set is private, so sometimes it is, and sometimes mm-hmm. it's not, and sometimes it's like broken English, like. I create page for fans talk me and it's like and the, and some of them fall for it they're like oh we had I was having such a great conversation with you it's like ah, no you weren't it's you weren't like... because mine's going to be audio mostly mm-hmm. and if not it's going to be you know it's going to be clearly from me and so uh the blue check mark yeah i'm not selling books I, I don't even sell we don't really even sell the books on the regular page well, worse we have to get better at that i do Oh, you do? All right. yeah. Well, I don't. And so uh, if there's someone trying to sell you something through direct message and it's it's from oh, me, yeah. it's not. No, it's not. That's not. It's not. No it's people messaging. ask me all the time, which is your book would you buy if you were me? I'm like, I don't know. I don't know, man. <laughs> I don't know which one. I, I resonate more with this one, but only because it's the most recent for me. Mm-hmm. And But this one's more poetic than the other one. So yeah. it's, it's I, I, I don't, I'm not even good at that. So, um because I don't want to send somebody to what's my favorite, but yeah. what if that's not your favorite? Ask me. I'm pretty good. I'll tell you which book you should read first. <laughs> I yeah no you you yeah, I no, think she you she she has out. a really yeah. good understanding of all this. I do. Uh, anything else, Steph? Yeah. All right. So s- someone a uh, dashy on FB. Facebook, sorry about uh-huh. so dashy cool. on, on FB. She's so cool. Dashy on FB. Go FB. ahead. She just she just wants you to know that she's waiting for more of categories of plunger moon people. Oh, it's, she's, yeah. she loves just that. Wait. Everyone's loving Dashie that. Dashy just wait because it's the the it's it's a growing list and it's just the types of people to avoid and and it's only the most extreme cases. Yeah. So it, it's it's I mean because if you really wrangle it that way, you'll end up with one person you talk to in your life. But it's it's the most extreme cases. So. Um, so we'll we'll just we've done the plunger mm-hmm. who the, that's the person who likes to bring up old shit. We did the full moon, <laughs> the full moon. and they bring the crazy out yeah. of you. There are so many other ones. There's the ninja narcissist. Oh, the ninja narcissist. This is like the the, the triple black belt black <laughs> flip selfishness, and they don't care what's around. Like yeah. we know those people. So ninja narcissist is one of them. But there's a there's a whole list that I'll go on uh, through a proper show, yeah. a proper audio, and probably somewhere written down mm-hmm. as well uh, that that will do, and and that way you all can share it because this is something all of us experience, and I think this is why this resonates with everybody because this is something all of us experience, including my favorite segment, what most people don't know. <laughs> What's with all this trivia? <laughs> all right, are we done? We out. We're out. We're and take out. a little sip of this coffee yeah. that has double coffee. Holy oh, cow. I gave you, guys you the double the coffee. coffee. Gotta have the double yeah, coffee. I have like anxiety with this, but it's great. You so we got it. Ray Longo coming in yep. for our uh, MMA podcast, which is a lot of fun. Totally different than this one. It completely is. different. Completely but different podcast, fun. but still requires an hour of energy. So at the end of a long day, loving you all. Don't forget to check us out. Wherever you listen to podcasts, please give us a five-star rating. Uh, follow us on Instagram, on Facebook, on Twitter, and please, please, please tell somebody else. If you're on Instagram and you like our stuff, please tell somebody else. If it inspires you, it'll inspire them. I, I want to keep growing those pages 
uh, so that we can keep giving out information, yeah. the opposite business model of everyone else. Yeah. <laughs> and give, give out as much information to as many people as I can uh, without having you swipe your credit card. So We're please all tell. We're on the same team. We are. You say. All on the same team and in this together. As Dr. King said, we may have come on different ships, but we're in the same boat now. Wow, I love it. I love that. Dr. King. All right, folks. Love you all. We'll catch you next time. <laughs> Wait. See you next time. Wait. <laughs> check in. You the you check in next time. What did I say? Oh, you, you said, did say check in next time. You said check in next time. Yeah. You stole my line. See Wait. you next time. Out. <laughs> Nobody said anything. Nobody said anything. She says out. And did you see how she just kind of mic dropped herself? She said, see you next time. Out. And then she kind of just backed away. Okay, no, do it again. This time it's for real. Okay. okay. It's, it's only in British. Only, yeah. No, go ahead. No, I can't. All right. Well, You're doing the see you next time. Okay, okay. so I say, love mm -hmm. you all. See you next time. <laughs>